Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything One Direction, from news to album updates to the weird thing Harry did on stage the other night. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. On this week's episode of Talk Direction, we will be discussing news about the fifth album, our top two favorite tweets from each of the boys, what Hogwarts houses we'd sort them into, and try and figure out what the fresh hell Harry's thigh tattoo is. Welcome to episode two of Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Kara. And this is our second episode of Talk Direction. How do you think it's going so far, Kara? Um, I think it's, you know, going pretty well. Our first episode was kind of awkward, but I think that was to be expected. I didn't think it was actually as awkward as I um, anticipated it would be, but that's okay. Um, this episode, we're definitely going to try to give more context to things, um, because we realize that not everyone knows every detail of One Direction's life, and that's completely fine. Um, so yeah, tell us if we, if we should do more of that, and if you want more context, any feedback, like, ever is going to be really helpful. Um, so, yeah. We had to go back and re-record some... Uh, segments of our first episode because we realized we just like we're talking at like a mile a minute just like talking random randomly and yeah and we didn't give enough context to things yeah um so yeah so we're really hoping that um this can be something that people listen to every week and share their own opinions and sort of make it like a collaboration with other one direction fans because we're one direction fans and we just want to like work with you guys and like get feedback and hear what you guys are thinking about one direction um yeah and we're also hoping for like on future episodes we could get maybe special guests to help us host the show so we get more opinions maybe some of the listeners or um different people who've done things um in the one direction fandom that we think are really important to talk about um so yeah that's going forward we're hoping because i mean i always like hearing other people's opinions on one direction i could just talk about one direction all day clearly hence this podcast exactly (laughs) So we're going to talk about some news things first. Um, The first news story that we're going to talk about is the Billboard's mid-year readers poll. And this is a poll where thousands of fans vote for their favorite artists, songs, albums, and performances. Um, So it's all fan voted and um, for Billboard. And 1D came first for the first half MVP prize. So do you know what that means? Um, the first half, I think it means the first half of the year. So June is the six months. So I'm thinking it's oh, the first. So just, just MVP. Yeah, most very, most, <laughs> mo, mo, what is it? Most very important. Most valuable player. <laughs> most, most very important. Where is the high coming from? You know, whatever. That's, what is that? VIP. Very, oh, yeah. Very important person. Okay, MVP. Most what, valuable, <laughs> yeah, valuable, most valuable player. player. Yeah, so One Direction came in first with 32% of the vote. Um, then Taylor Swift came in second with 12%, and then Madonna was 7%. I'm really surprised. Like, where are Madonna fans going from? <laughs> I don't know. Um. I do not know. Um, and then Breakout Star, Zayn Malik got 39% of the vote for Breakout Star, followed by Shawn Mendes and then 21 Pilots. And then One Direction also came in first for Best Tour, for the One Direction's On the Road Again tour with 32% of the vote, followed by Lana Del Rey's Endless Summer tour and then Taylor Swift's 1989 tour. So we thought that was really cool that One Direction came in first for the MVP and for the best tour. And then also Zayn as a breakout star. How do you feel about Zayn being um, labeled the number one breakout star of the first half of the year? I think that's very interesting because he hasn't really like release anything he hasn't really done anything to establish his like name as a solo artist but you know the one direction fans are always gonna be like really loyal and i think it's pretty much been proven that if one direction's on any like fan um voted yeah they're gonna win like there's no contest i mean there's some contest between like sometimes like bieber and like taylor swift but you know i feel like a lot of times one direction comes up on top yeah one direction fans are just insane yeah in a Um, great way so yeah, with Zayn being the breakout star, like all we've seen from him so far are just some things that he's recorded in like the past, but we haven't mm-hmm. had any new material. So it's interesting that he's been labeled a breakout star, especially because he's been sort of flying under the radar mm-hmm. a bit. And did you see, I forget which thing this is for, I think it was a Teen Choice Awards where he was like, um, he was put up as like 
the number one choice hottie or whatever, like, against One Direction. Oh. I don't think it that's been released yet, like, with the results or whatever, but I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that yeah, turns out. It's strange now, like, Zayn's in a different category than One Direction. I know, it's For weird. these different fan-voted things. I wonder if he'll, like, show up at the... Uh, Teen Choice Awards? Yeah, I don't think so, but <laughs> honestly, who knows? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> All right, so our next news story is Louis and Niall being at the Glastonbury Music Festival. So the Glastonbury Music Festival, for those who don't know, is a five-day music festival that takes place in England, and it has music, dance, comedy, theater, circus acts, um, cabaret, and a whole bunch of other art stuff. Um, so Niall and Louis were spotted walking around the festival, and they were seen... Um, watching James Bay se- James Bay's set um and you know they were uh, audience members rather than performers this time oh, so I didn't realize they were at James Bay I yeah like I think him. so and I don't think James Bay knew that they were there and he was sort of saying that he was glad he didn't know until afterwards oh. um, but I know both of them I think have tweeted about mm-hmm. really liking James Bay's music yeah um so yeah I thought it was cool that they're they get to go as an audience member rather than like having to perform which is probably a nice break for them yeah um, and then the boys were just posting some photos on Instagram of them having a good time. Niall posting one of him and Louie, I think. And then Louie posting some other photos of some of his friends. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was cool that they got to go to that. Um, the thing that, like, really stood out to me there was that Louie wore white Converse to a very muddy music festival. And it just... I was kind of horrified, but I mean, if you're that rich, like, honestly, who cares? But at the same time, like... Yeah, I saw things on Twitter, oh like, you know you're rich when yeah. you can wear white Converse, too. And also <laughs> when um, they have their iPhones without cases. Like, I think that's, like, the ultimate status, like, like of wealth, is when you have your iPhone with no case on yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so um, a big news story. This week, we're talking about some new album news. So recently the boys have been interviewed, I think, at their um, perfume launch and some other things, talking about the new music that they've been making in the past couple of months. Um, Liam had this to say, this is the big dog. I don't mind saying that we didn't actually get a chance to write as much. And then we wished, we finished it in a month, which sounds so rushed, but it go, but if it goes, well, why fix it? So. I mean, what do you think about this being... He's saying, he said it was, like, finished in a month and they didn't write a lot. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I was really taken aback at this, actually. And um, I know one of their writers, Julian... Um, I don't remember his last name, but his... Julian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely his last name. That's his Twitter handle, is um, at Julian Bullion. And he... Some of the fans were, like, um, raising their concerns and saying that they were really upset about this news what Liam said and he um replied to them um it wasn't made in a month we are still working on it most of the main ideas for songs were written in a month and then he also said the bones of it were pretty much done but the details take time and the uh the details are what it makes it special and I think that does like alleviate some of my worries about it but at the same time it does make me sad that the boys didn't write as much this mm-hmm. one because I was expecting it to be like they were, they've been having a nice progression about like each album they've been writing more so you would assume that like this one would be maybe the most they've written on but the yeah. fact that like they haven't written on it at all is just or not at all but like minimal yeah I'm sad I wish they could write on it more because I think you know it's much more personal when you get songs from the boys mm-hmm. rather than even though like I know Girl Almighty is one of my favorite songs yeah. from the last album and I don't think any of the boys wrote on that song but um Still, I really like it when it comes from the boys, because then, like, also there are age around, you know, they're going through things that are similar to us, and it's just, it's more personal, and you get to know the boys more through their writing. Yeah. Um, and you so. can't really analyze lyrics that aren't written by them. Yeah. Because then it's just, like, it's not really from them. Um, yeah. Um, so then Harry said about the album, we're really excited about people hearing it. We think it's our best, so I guess that's good that they think it's their best, despite not having written a lot and also it being, you know, made in a short amount of time Mm -hmm. period. Um, And then Niall said that um, it's very different, not totally different. We're not bringing out Jason Derulo (laughs) stuff. It's a lot more rocky. Um, The phrase Fleetwood Mac has been thrown around a couple times, which is not a bad thing. So how do you feel about what Niall said? That definitely sounds like a great thing. I would absolutely love it if they sounded like uh, Fleetwood Mac. I know that the comparison to Fleetwood Mac was um, brought on their um, Fireproof. Wow, I, that just totally escaped me. Fireproof was 
said to have like sounded like that and if they had a whole album that was around that sound the fireproof sound i would absolutely love that fireproof from their last album for mm-hmm. yeah i like that sound i think it's good yeah so yeah fleetwood mac sound would be cool um yeah for sure yeah so i'm excited about that i'm just like i i just hope it's not just like completely rushed and mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure i'm gonna like it but at yeah. the same time yeah um, so then also a new song has popped up on the American Society of Compo- Composers, Authors, and Publishers, which is this, like, the, um, the website that has all the song lyric copyright or something. And the song's called Adeline, I believe that's how you pronounce it, which I think is a girl's name. And this song is said to be written by Louie and Liam, and then also a musician, producer, singer, instrumentalist, um, named Timothy James, who is from the British band Keen, um, and he wrote the song "Somewhere Only We Know." So that's how I know him. Oh my God! Wow, TVT to like eighth grade. I love that song. Yeah. So they wrote with him this new song, Adeline. So I'm excited about that. Mm. Um, I think that'll be cool, and I think it's going to be on the new album because I believe they've hinted about a song um, with another girl's name in the title. So uh, yeah. Interesting. And also, there is some speculation that there might be a new single. Um, well, actually, no, it's confirmed because um, Liam, when asked, will you be performing any of your new material in the UK tour? He said, possibly the new single. Isn't it done, though? Isn't the UK tour, like, over? Um, I think the European tour is over. What, where did they... Because they were in Europe. I don't know yeah. if they've been to actual, like, UK, like, England and Oh, yeah, Ireland. you're right. Okay. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see if they actually do perform a new single. Yeah, I want to yeah, hear a new single. Uh, me too. That'd be beautiful. And also it'd be maybe a summer signal, single, single, <laughs> um, which would be great because I haven't, I don't, we didn't have one of those for, from four, did we? No, I know for, um, uh, for Midnight Memories, they released um, Best, Best Song, song Ever, Ever yes. in August, which was really nice. I remember like going to work and singing that song, but then mm-hmm. for four, the first song that came out was Fireproof and that was, I think in September, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Which I kind of liked because it was very, like, fall-sounding to me. Yeah. Um, but I would love, a su- like, a summer single. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully they'll perform that on tour. That'll be so cool. There's also been some speculation that there might be a music video released also this summer. Um, Tom Payton, who is the assistant vice president of advertising in American Honda. And how does Honda relate to One Direction? So Honda's their um, main sponsor of their U.S. tour, I believe. Um, so he said... The key play here is not only do we uh, sponsor the One Direction tour, but they will have video content that comes out in August. And when it wa- launches, we will put our pre-roll ads in front of that video. And we expect tens of millions of views on civictour.com, YouTube, Vivo, and the artist page- pages. Um, and I know he says video content, but I would assume that's probably a music video. I mean, if there's going to be tens of millions of views, yeah. there's not a lot of any like there's not a lot of other things that it could be besides a music video. Yeah, I'm sure they're probably not allowed to say music video uh, music video. Yeah. So that would be really cool if we got a music video. I want it to be like the best song ever. I know. Video. Part 2. Yeah. Bring Zane back. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So hope, that's like really exciting news and I'm I'm looking forward to that. This summer yeah. could bring a lot of cool things. Yeah, and I feel like a music video in the summer would be just, like, more fun and lighthearted, maybe. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to move on to a um, game of sorts. Not really a game. I guess we decided to pick our favorite tweets from each of the boys, pick our top favorite tweets from them, and we're going to discuss them and just, like, you know, delve into the tweets of what the boys said. Mm-hmm. So which boy do you want to start off with? Um, I don't know. Who do you have first? I have Harry first. Okay. All right. So my first one of Harry is unidentified gel is deceivingly small in a deceivingly small tube does not taste the same as toothpaste. Fact. (laughs) And that's from January 2014. Oh, dang. I don't have that. That was 2014? Yeah. Oh my God. I thought that was like 2011. No, it was 2014. Wow. That seemed like a classic old Harry tweet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I wish he would tweet more like this. I know. Not just like all the love. I mean, I appreciate him sending me all the love, but I would also appreciate him sending me some other things. Sending me. (laughs) (laughs) Just to you. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I love that tweet of Harry's. I think it's funny and- You know, we can all understand the pain of putting something disgusting in your mouth that <laughs> you, you don't realize it's not toothpaste. <laughs> well, it's like when you drink something and you think it's like 
water and then it turns out to be like juice and oh then you're god. like ew i wasn't or you know some that. nice expired milk yeah oh my god exactly oh my god Poor no girl. wait also um side note my mom's friend once accidentally put super glue in her eyes because she thought it was eye um eye drops oh my so you god. know beware like you know this is a cautionary tale to our listeners be careful of what yeah. you put in your eyes <laughs> or in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> any orifice yeah <laughs> all right what's your first hairy tweet um let, let us see um it is, despite the company outside, I believe in equal rights for everyone. I think God loves all. Thanks for coming to the show, though. And that was when the Westboro Baptist Church was picketing their show outside. Um, and Harry decided to write that tweet. And that just, like, made me so happy that he would address that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Westboro Baptist Church is um, that church that, you know, says that God hates anyone who's not straight, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and also they pick it like soldiers, funerals. They pick it like everything. Yeah. Like they're just terrible people pretty much. Yeah. So it was really nice that Harry, um, you know, acknowledged that they were there and, you know, said to the fans like that he didn't agree with them. Yeah. Um, all right. My next Harry tweet is um, actually what we were discussing before. One that is all the love as always. H. And he always sends all the mm-hmm. love. But this particular one was uh, when the news that Zayn left the band oh. had hit. And this was uh, the first... He was the first boy to tweet, I think, after Zayn left. And I don't know. I just... This one was kind of... It was really nice in a time of a lot of upset. You know, him just tweeting all the love as always. H. I don't know. I really... It helped me feel better. Wow, that makes me really sad. I feel like he was the only one who actually, like, sort of like not referenced it but like in his own hairy way like yeah. referenced it yeah because i don't think anyone else did yeah i mean we're definitely going to go into i think on the ne- next episode everything that happened when zane um left the band but uh yeah this was just one of my top favorite hairy yeah. tweets oh, that i wanted wow. to discuss that makes me sad so, sorry for ringing the mood down yeah geez <laughs> what's what's your other hairy tweet? um it is oh god i don't know how to pronounce this i think it's um socrates I took philosophy, I should know this. Born in Athens in the 5th century BCE marks a watershed in ancient Greek philosophy. Um, and this is after a article was published in, I think, The Mirror, which is a UK um, newspaper that said, I forget who it was, I'll, I'll link it in our show notes, that said that with Harry, uh, Harry Styles's 5 million Twitter followers, he should be um, educating his followers more on like ancient philosophy or something. And then Harry just did this nice little subtweet and you know it was just great i think harry's like a master at like subtweeting yeah unlike louis who just like out replies everyone which is it's it's in like you know uh entertaining in its own right speaking of louis tweets (laughs) all right so my favorite louis tweets Hmm. um the first one is the one where he um posted the vine of nile falling at the golf tournament where he was um caddying for um, what was his name? Roy. Rory McClory oh, yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Irish golfer. Um, and he was being interviewed and then fell on the pine needles. And if anyone hasn't seen that um, video, you should go watch it. I think you can just Google Nile Falls. Um, and so Louis tweeted um, the vine of that and said, oh, no, Nile. So um, I really appreciated Niall interacting with, I mean, Louis interacting with Niall mm. on Twitter and sort of just poking fun at him. Yeah, and then didn't that like trend like worldwide? Yeah. Of course it did. Yeah. So what's your favorite Louis tweet? Okay, so my first one is the always classic, always in my heart, at Harry Styles, you're sincerely Louis. And um, as you guys might know, that is the most second, the second most retweeted tweet of all time. It beat out... Um, Obama's like four more years tweet after he won the second yeah re-election but didn't beat Ellen's um was it a Oscars selfie oh or yeah Grammy selfie Oscars yeah yeah um but yeah. you know who knows yeah so that's a good one um my other favorite Louis tweet uh, <laughs> this one's a little controversial <laughs> controversial oh god I'm afraid um but I appreciated it, mm-hmm. uh, was one from recently in May 2015. Mm-hmm. He said, remember when you were 12 and you used to think those Mac filters for your pictures were cool? Ha ha. Some people still do. Oh ha. <laughs> that is a good one. Um, and this was directed at Naughty Boy, who is a 
is one of Zayn's friends. He's also a producer, a music producer. Um, and he had just posted a photo of him and Zayn together. And there was like one of those sort of cheesy MacBook filters on the photo. So Louis was just, you know, teasing him about that in this uh, tweet. And I just appreciate Louis being very, not caring what he tweets about, I guess. <laughs> You know, being very, what is the word, like, bold or yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's your second Louis tweet? That's a definitely good one. Um, my <laughs> second one is, you guys have been amazing with all of this, been following it all, and very proud. Hashtag Project No Control. Yeah. And I was really, really happy when he tweeted about Project No Control. Um, I was happy that he was following it. And I think that was just an amazing project. We're definitely going to talk about it um, in a future episode. Um, if you guys don't know what Project No Control is, it is... That the fans love this song so much. It's um, a song from their from their album Four, and it was never released as a single. So fans decided to fan release it, and what's that? What that means is basically um, everyone like bought the single and like promoted it um, within like Twitter and calling in all these different like radio stations, and basically just got it like trending like worldwide and like got a lot of radio stations to actually play and like consider it a single and I thought that was just like a really cool thing and I know that Louis really appreciated it so that tweet and he tweeted a bunch about it so that was really cool yeah I really like that because it's acknowledging the fans work you know he's like we hear you yeah and we really appreciate it and I think the boys are all very much appreciative and realizing how much the fans do for them so it's always nice to see on Twitter for sure um okay so my favorite Niall tweet my first one is one actually back in January 2010, and this was before I even, you know, had heard of One Direction, but um, I chose it because I think it's really sentimental. And he tweeted, applied for X Factor, hope it all works out. Um, and so, I don't know, I think that's just really cool to look back on that, and he tweeted that before he became famous, and now looking back, you know, I guess it did all work out. Oh, I love that tweet. I was I, I was debating on putting that in here. Yeah. So what's your favorite Niall tweet? So mine are both, like, at some of the boys. The first one is at Zane, and it says, you sing that verse on what makes you beautiful so great, dot, 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 I love you. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just a sucker for some Zyle. Um, and I love the interactions, and I think that's, like, one of the big things that I'm going to miss the most about Zayn not being in the band is seeing him and Niall interact on stage. That was just um, my yeah. favorite times. Um, so I think that's really great. I think that um, Niall encouraging Zayn and everything that he does was my favorite part when Zane, or when Niall would, like, make sure that Zayn, like, spoke up in interviews and, like, t- talked him up about his, like, art and his singing. I think that was just... I really liked that. I think that Zane, I mean, Niall made sure that Zane was like appreciated and well loved. So, yeah, I feel like that. Niall is always very much so supportive of his other boys yeah. in the band. You know, I really like that. Speaking yeah. of which, <laughs> <laughs> um, my, tw- my second Niall tweet is from April 2014, and it says it, he has a picture of. One Direction when they were back on the X Factor days, the day the day they were put together as a band, um, them sitting on some stairs, and it says, "So grateful for everything. I can't believe these boys are playing a stadium tonight. Thank you so much. I love you." Oh. So again, him acknowledging, you know, his his boys, his brothers, and you know, being really appreciative and and seeing how far they've come since they were just put together as a band. I feel like Niall really knows how to like strike the heartstrings of all the fandom man he's like the most nostalgic and i really appreciate that i think he's always like so cute about that definitely um so my second one is at louis and it says ha 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 oh i don't know where i'm going let me look at my compass um and that's referencing um louis compass um tattoo that he had just gotten at the time and i just i honestly just love that so much i just thought it was really funny like niall just poking fun at him yep Anytime the boys interact on Twitter is so great. Yeah, I wish they did it more. Yeah, because they used to um, interact a lot, and now they've stopped. Yeah, I wish they posted more pictures of each other. Those are always really funny. Yeah. Okay, so my first um, Liam tweet... Actually, both of my Liam tweets are, like, from the same thing, so maybe I'll just do them together. Okay. Um, Was when Liam acknowledged Be A Fan Day on Twitter. Oh, my God, yes. (laughs) And he decided to act like he was a really big Niall Horan fan. Um, and the first one is in response to Niall's tweet 
just smashed the screen of my phone on the floor and Liam tweeted at Niall official smash it in my face <laughs> um which and, and then the second one was um he posted a selfie with Niall and said oh my god I got a selfie oh and god. I think this just goes to show that the boys really do see how yeah. how the fans interact like yeah. in terms of One Direction on Twitter because he really captured what a fan would say if um I don't know how a fan would respond to these situations I guess yeah oh my god I had actually never I don't know where I was but I didn't get those sent to my phone like whenever they happened so when I was like looking like for my like favorite tweets on Liam's I was like dying seeing all of those there was a bunch of them I feel like there was like seven or like there was a good num- like number so. yeah and he he t- like changed his um twitter name to like Mrs. Horan or something oh my god where was I like was yeah. I like living in a hole like I, I don't, don't understand know. but I thought that was a it was a good time. <laughs> wow, yeah. I'm going to try to link these on our Tumblr so you guys can go enjoy those. Yeah. So what was your uh, favorite Liam tweets? Um, okay. My first one is one of the first tweets that I remember um, when I was getting into the fandom, like one of the classics. It was, I can promise I'm not engaged. This I can promise you. I'm only 17. I love green beans. <laughs> um, I think that was just like a classic like Liam tweet. Um, I remember, I think I was, like, 17 when I got into One Direction, so I remember, like, when I was turning 18, I was like, wow, I'm so sad I can't, like, use this as, like, my catchphrase anymore. Um, I just love that. I think that's, like, a very classic Liam tweet. Yeah. He always tweets, like, random things. I know. Oh, my God. Um, and my second one is also a classic. Um, got in Yater Day. <laughs> Spills a full, um, tub of pasta on the floor. Stupid, stupid, stupid boy. Smelly pasta house. Like, Honestly, what is he saying? I don't know, but I love it. That's all yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job, Liam. Yeah. He, he definitely keeps Twitter alive. I think oh, absolutely. Some, like, one of, the, one of the boys, he tweets the most, I think. Like, and Niall. Like, yeah, and Niall. Um, yeah. Okay, so Zane. Um, my first favorite of Zane's is just a picture of himself. Yes. <laughs> where he captioned it, here you go. <laughs> And it was a picture of, I think it happened, when was it, January 2015, where he had um, got his head so that it was shaved on the sides and he kept the hair long, um, like, on the top. And I think, like, maybe some photo leaked of it that was, or, like, a photo, I think, of the hairdresser who did it posted a photo, but we couldn't see it from the front or something. Mm -hmm. And people wanted a, a picture of this new haircut and all the fans were asking for him, so he just responded with, here you go, and posted a selfie of his new haircut. He and knows what the people want, and he delivers. Yeah, so that was my favorite. Honestly, and any day Zane, like, a Zane, Zane <laughs> posts a selfie on Twitter is just a great day for yeah. all of humanity. Right, all right. What's your uh, favorite? So my first is, <laughs> in life we have decisions to make, paths to take, and opportunities to take advantage of take advantage of go to walmart and get the album this weekend smiley face <laughs> um, um, that, that is, sounds like something harry would tweet. i know it just sounds so random it's just like i love it so <laughs> much like just like go to walmart and buy the album it's just Shamelessly like you know promote it goes album. from like some nice philosophy to like capitalism all in one go yeah and then um he punctuates it with like a nice um smiley face yep yeah all right <laughs> my second favorite of zane's is this doesn't make sense without context, but it was in January 2015 again. Um, can't make up my mind. There's so many great pictures. Thanks for them all. Ha. Um, and I think January was such a good time for Zane interacting with the fans. And this is in reference to um, all the fans sending him uh, fan art of him and like really cool different photos that they'd or pictures that they'd drawn of Zane and his like new haircut. And he kept changing his twitter photo and the background to be the different fan art which right now he even has fan art as his um twitter photo and i think it was really cool to see him interacting with the fans like that so him saying like i can't make up my mind for like what picture i should use there's so many great pictures it was just really cool to see him interacting with the fans that way yeah actually my favorite my second favorite tweet is also um from that day when he posted the um picture by i don't really know how to pronounce her name but it's um, C-Y-R-I-L-L-I art. Um, and she uh, made a picture of all the boys as DC superheroes. And I just loved that picture. And Zayn loved it too. He captioned it. Love it. Ha. Huh? Um, and I'm definitely going to put that on our Twitter because I feel like everyone needs to see it. 
And um, when I was like out in public when he was tweeting all these fan art pictures and I was just like really happy and I was just like, you know, tearing up a little bit because I think that any um, fandom artist who is acknowledged by the person like that they're drawing pictures of, I just can't imagine how much of a great feeling that would be. So I was like really happy for them and just like happy that he was just like interacting with the fans at all, like in that way. Because like obviously the fan art is like such a big, you know, part of them because it just how much time they spent on it so I think that was just like a nice time yeah so I think that wraps up all of our favorite tweets from the boys mm-hmm. I'm sure we could do this again and find like other great tweets that the yeah. boys have done but it's clear that you know the boys have had some pretty good moments on on Twitter whether it be recent or back in the day mm-hmm. um Definitely send us your own, because I would love to know your guys' favorite tweets. Yeah, send us your own. That'd be really cool to um, discuss on future episodes. Yeah, and we'll read them out. Yeah, definitely. And send us a little blurb. We'll send that. I mean, read that out, too, (laughs) about why it's your favorite, and maybe it's a personal reason, like sentimental or yeah or were you someone that got responded to by oh, one yeah. of the boys have you been dm'd by the boys or um at replied by the boys we would love to hear from you guys mm-hmm. or or anyone you know honestly <laughs> um yeah anything yeah so tweet us. i mean yeah tweet us or, or write to us mm-hmm. okay so the next segment we have is sort of a fun segment that we're doing um both kara and i were really big harry potter fans uh, especially when we were younger but obviously still today because i don't think you ever grow out of that Um, And we have seen lots of things online where people will sort the um, boys into different, into the different Harry Potter houses. So Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. So we thought we would do a discussion about where we think each of the boys would be sorted if they were to have gone to Hogwarts. So we first thought we would read little summaries from J.K. Rowling of like the qualities that people have in each of the Hogwarts houses. Okay, so um, we're going to start with Gryffindor. And uh, Gryffindor values bravery, daring, nerves, and nerve, and chivalry. Its emblematic animal is a lion, and its colors are scarlet and gold. And for Hufflepuff, um, they value hard work, patience, loyalty, and fair play, rather than a particular aptitude in its members. Its emblematic um, animal is a badger, and yellow and black are its colors. Okay, then Ravenclaw values intelligence, knowledge, and wit, and its emblematic animal is the eagle, and its colors are blue and bronze. And then Slytherin House values ambition, cunning, and resourcefulness, and its emblematic animal is the serpent, and its colors are emerald green and silver. So that's just sort of like a brief summary of what the houses um, like represent, but I'm sure a lot of people like know a lot more about, um, you know, different people who are in different houses and what they really mean. So let's start with Niall and Mm -hmm. see where would you sort Niall or like if you don't like have one house or whatever, what combination of qualities would you sort Niall into? Okay, so immediately I think Hufflepuff um, just because he's like a happy-go-lucky guy and he's the one who is just like never like really in the drama. He never really like subtweets or like you know at reply someone with like um a harsh word he just sort of like goes along life just like his cheery little attitude and he he's always laughing and um you know he he definitely works hard and he's definitely loyal to his boys um but yeah that's that's what I think what about you yeah I definitely think he would be in Hufflepuff the definitely the loyalty mm-hmm. um thing and just he does stay out of he doesn't like get into any drama or fights he's just really like cheerful and like wants to I feel like he just wants to make people laugh and have a good time and you know he's super loyal always like posting selfies with his boys and like I don't know I would definitely put him in a Hufflepuff as well plus I just like associate him with yellow I don't know why just because he's like like a happy soul yeah it's like the sun yeah shines is the sun yeah his soul soul (laughs) soul shines like the sun it really does um Okay, Liam. Where would you put Liam? Okay, um, I'm thinking Gryffindor. I don't really know why. I just feel like he's a Gryffindor type guy. Um, I don't know, because like, you know how he wanted to be like a firefighter when he was mm-hmm. younger? Um, and I could see him doing like stupid stuff 
like <laughs> to risk his life like to save others oh wait no he did remember when his friend um andy was um caught in a fire and didn't like liam like go and save him or something i have never heard that story really before. okay no. maybe I'm, making, so I'm not making that up but i think liam because it was definitely at liam's house Right. Um, I'll like link in the show notes cause I swear this happened. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I think Liam saved him and that's definitely like a Gryffindor thing to do. It's just like, you yeah. know, completely like disregard your health and safety, which I'm sure Liam like would do to like save his friends. Yeah. Um, and also just in, in, in on, on a lesser scale than saving people from fires, um, <laughs> in the interviews that the boys do, I mm. feel like he takes a lot of the hard questions to sort of like save the boys from having to answer, yeah. you know, he just sort of like that, I don't know, the, what do they call him? Daddy direction, you said? <laughs> yeah, TBT. Daddy direction. Yeah. Um, you know, he's just sort of like being brave and taking care of his boys. That's and, so true. You know, doing that. I think he's chival- chivalrous as well. Yeah, I could see him because I feel like he's like sort of old fashioned, which, yeah. you know, um, in that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we agree on that one. Yeah. Okay, Louie. Where okay. would you put Louie? Oh, difficult. I know. Okay, it's so weird because I would, like, split him between Gryffindor and Slytherin. Same! Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. Um, so, like, back in the day, I would, like, always sort him straight into Slytherin, mm-hmm. but now I'm, like, there's such, like, a fine line between Gryffindor and yeah, Slytherin, Yeah, I, I literally think the exact same thing. I used to put him in Slytherin, yeah. and now I'm, like, okay, Slytherin or Gryffindor, yeah. don't really know. Because I'm just thinking, like, he always comes to the rescue, just, like, on Twitter and, like, mm-hmm. real life, just, like, he will defend anyone. Like, if, like, someone yeah. comes for his voice, he will, like, kill them and, yeah. like... And that's so Gryffindor, you know? That is like, so being Gryffindor. brave and yeah. having the daring to, like, say things. And yeah. He's so... I feel like he's really protective of Oh, people. yeah. And his family, just like mm-hmm. anyone, he would, like, like... And, I don't know, he's just, like, his feisty little self and just, like, would yeah. attack someone, yeah. you know, with words. Yeah. But then, like, for Slytherin traits, I definitely think he has that, like, cunning, you know, sort of sly... Yeah. Like, secretive, ambition-y... Oh, yeah, definitely. ...type of personality as well, where he's sort of... What is... Like, um... What's the word? Like foxes? What are they? They're they're sly. Okay, that's yeah. not the word I was looking for. <laughs> There's some word that I okay. trying to think of, but like that um, cunning type thing. Yeah, and also with his like all other side projects, he's like always working on something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I know Slytherin gets a bad rep just because like J.K. Rowling, I don't think is the most unbiased person when it comes to the books because like she like paints all the Slytherin people as like evil terrible people <laughs> and i don't think that's like okay what not they are. all of them there were some good ones well i know but she like but, like she paints I mean, them all Vol- like voldemort coming from slytherin okay put a yeah <laughs> but like think about it like um what's his face a wormtail came from gryffindor and he like betrayed his friends so like it's not just like all the evil people are in slytherin yeah um but what was i gonna say so yeah i think there's like a fine line between them and i think it, mm-hmm. it could be either one but i'm leaning more towards gryffindor just because i could see him like being that like because i think when he like does his like pranks and stuff and like he's just like a jokey guy and like i think it's like not out of like malicious intent yeah and i think it's like i could see him like being a fred and george type just like doing all those like weird pranks and like setting things on fire yeah definitely um yeah and i think like i feel more gryffindor like with things that have happened lately yeah same just i feel like he has that um attitude more yeah um, okay, Zane. Where would we put Zane? Oh my god, okay, this one, like, literally, I had such troubles with, because, back, like, I used to just sort him straight into Ravenclaw, because he was, like, just, like, um, a quiet, like, bookish, smart person, um, and, like, artsy, and, like, that kind of stuff, but now, and then I was, like, then I was leaning towards Gryffindor, um, I don't know, because I just, like, would associate him with, like, Louis, but then now I'm like looking more towards Slytherin. Not that I'm thinking that like he, because he left the band, he's like some like evil guy. But like I'm just thinking like there's some like sly like yeah, there's something going on. Yeah, that we don't yeah, know you know about. what I mean. Like he clearly has like different ambitions if he like left the band to pursue his own career. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that like that is kind of a Slytherin trait. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think because Slytherin, a lot of it is you know protecting or not protecting but doing stuff for yourself mm-hmm. and maybe just your family yeah rather than Gryffindor is more like trying to save everyone and like the humankind where Slytherin's more like family-based like you can really see that with the Malfoys yeah so yeah I think I sort of agree with you I was gonna say Ravenclaw but I liked your argument for Slytherin and mm-hmm. I can definitely see how it could be like half Slytherin half Ravenclaw yeah I could definitely, definitely see with like him like leaving the band and like going off and trying to like pursue his own 
ambitions, yeah. I guess. And I know he sorted himself into Slytherin at one point, but, um, so. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's always just interesting to see, like, how people sort themselves versus, like, how, like, their friends or, like, the people who know them best. Mm-hmm. Not, like, we know him best, but, like, you know, like, if I sort my friends, like, they think one thing and then... Where would you put yourself in the houses? Um, okay, so I used to be, like, gung-ho, Ravenclaw all the way back, like, a couple years ago, but then when, um... What the heck? Pottermore came out. TBT to that. Which Pottermore um, is J.K. Rowling's like online interactive website. Yeah, which I think most people just use to um, sort themselves into house yeah. the houses and then never return. Which um, I'm guilty of that. Um, <laughs> but I was sorted into Gryffindor and I was like, what the heck? I was just like thrown aback. And then I sort of like could see that in myself. But then I was like, I kind of want to just be like in Hufflepuff because like that would just be like, a fun time, man. Like just like chilling and just like being like a happy person and just being a positive person I feel like Mm -hmm. that's like a nice like place to be but I I think I'm not um nice enough to be an Hufflepuff (laughs) so I think maybe um Gryffindor okay cool what about you um I don't know like I again it's changed Mm -hmm. I mean when I did Pottermore I got sorted into Hufflepuff Mm -hmm. and I think I definitely have those qualities of like like, being really sort of not wanting to get into, like, drama. I'm pretty, like, laid back and, like, let other people make decisions and um, try to just, like, please everyone. But um, I definitely think, especially while I've been in college, Ravenclaw... I mean, that's where I always saw myself in Ravenclaw Mm -hmm. until I got sorted into Hufflepuff. But I think Ravenclaw uh, might be where it's at for me. I don't know. Because I definitely... I'm much more like, decisive with certain things that I really care about now. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. I really, like, value my education and, I don't know, that type of stuff. Yeah. But I could also see, like, traits of Gryffindor in you because you definitely, like, speak out if someone's, like, getting picked on or Aww, something. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've definitely, like, actually done that kind of stuff and I'm always, like, a little hesitant to do that. Um, so, yeah. Oh, well, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Harry. Where would we sort Harry? Okay. Um, so I used to put him in Gryffindor. I don't know why. I actually can't remember why. I think, well, I knew, I remember I used to just think Gryffindor was, like, the only good house. And I'd be like, okay, all people that are good God. go in Gryffindor. And then I got wiser. Yeah. And I definitely think he's in Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's, like, Niall, he doesn't like to get involved in things, like, in the drama. He's just, like, his little, like, chill little hairy self just floating around <laughs> being hairy. Sending all the love all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he is, like, a positive soul. I could just see him doing, like, yoga in, like, the Hufflepuff common room. It just, like... Yeah. Um, petting with... Petting the badgers and, yeah. you know... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I definitely see him as a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, Plus, he looks gr- really good in yellow, so... Yeah, well, there you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's the deciding factor. <laughs> yep. Okay, so is that it for that? Yeah, but definitely tell us, like, what you guys think, um, because I would love to hear. I know this is, like, a pretty controversial topic within the One Direction fandom, because um, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, a lot of different takes on it, which is actually, I love, like, hearing other people's, like, um, versions of it and arguments, so definitely let us know. Yeah, definitely. I've seen, like, art what is it like fan art and yeah. then also fan fiction that oh, like yeah, I know. puts the boys in different houses and it's really cool to see how they interpret it so yeah definitely um respond to that mm-hmm. and tell us okay so now we're going to move on to um another sort of fun-ish segment um where we're going to try to figure out uh, Harry's thigh tattoo <laughs> so um back in April Chelsea Handler who's like a, a talk show host, right? She, mm-hmm. She's like a comedian. A comedian talk show host um, posted on her Instagram a picture of her and Harry, and you can see on his thigh there's a tattoo, sort of a circular shape, but it's got some weird like triangular bits coming out of it. <laughs> and I know when this was posted, all the fans were like freaking out, like zooming in on this picture, trying to trying to decipher what the hell it could be. Um, and I don't think anyone came to any clear decisions. Um, and then again, during the James Corden interview that the boys went on, uh, recently when they did the volleyball sequences, um, Harry was wearing short shorts and again, people were trying to zoom in on the tattoo, figure out what it was. Um, and we still don't know, but I know there's like a lot of, um, different ideas going around of what it could be. Um, so do you want to say some of those? Yeah, so the fan theories that I've seen, um, first of all, I think when it was just the picture of Chelsea Handler, most people were thinking it was a whale. Um, 
I've also seen a knot, uh, a tiger, a rose, a monkey knot, um, which is apparently a different type of knot, and a grim reaper, apparently. Um, and I think it's really interesting, though, because the, uh, in the James Corden interview, there's, like, a pretty HD, like, good quality, like, shot of his tattoo, but, like, people still can't figure it out, and we have, like, it It just looks so, like, blobby and mysterious, and, and the fact that One Direction fans of all people have not been able to figure it out is just honestly incredible. Yeah, because, like, usually when things like this happen, we are on it, you know? Yeah. Like, and I was, like, when we saw this picture, or and also during the James Corden interview, I was like, okay, in five minutes, people are going to know what it is yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, like, it never happened, and it's just left me you know, wondering, uh, what it could be. I feel like it might be a rose. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I saw a fan art drawing of it with the tattoo and, and the, the artist did it still blurry, but the blurry drawing of it looked like a rose <laughs> and it made me think his actual tattoo was a rose. Yeah. But it just like such a weird looking rose and it just yeah. like so dark. Yeah. And like, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past Harry to like literally just get a blob as a tattoo and just like, <laughs> just to like mess with people's heads. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's some abstract thing. Oh yeah. That's true. I don't know. But I'm, I'm really digging in the thigh tattoo and I hope I hope he wears like more short shorts and we get like HD really HD pics of it so we can finally like lay it to rest of what it is bring back the yellow shorts <laughs> yeah. can we get that trending on Twitter <laughs> hashtag bring back yeah. the yellow shorts god I miss those things yep um or the red shorts he wore in the James Corden interview yeah those were also nice. well not in the interview <laughs> the volleyball volleyball um clip yeah so I actually have a really funny story about the tr- me trying to decipher what Harry's tattoo was. Um, I, as any good fan did, I like looked at the photo, I looked at the video of them playing volleyball and like was screenshotting and like putting it on a Word document and zooming in and like trying to crop it so that like I had lots of pictures at different (laughs) angles of this tattoo, you know, casual and like zoomed in. And um, I actually like just left that Word document just up on my computer and like shut the computer, like, you know, went home eventually. Um, <laughs> and then when I opened the computer up, um, when I was at home, the the document of all these screenshots of Harry's thigh <laughs> was up on the screen. And I did like, didn't even know this word document was up. And my brother started walking down the stairs and he saw these pictures and he was like, Caitlin, is that zoomed in pictures of Harry Styles thigh tattoo? And I literally like freaked out because like my brother is not a One Direction fan. Like he doesn't know these things about One Direction. And like, I had no idea how he knew that I had zoomed in on screenshots of One Direction, uh, on Harry's thigh tattoo. Like it was shocking to me. Do we, uh, do we ever find out like how? I think what it was like, my brother apparently is a James Corden fan and he had watched like clips of their interview and like knew that Harry had a thigh tattoo and I guess he assumed that he knows like I really like Harry Mm -hmm. so he assumed that I would be trying to figure out what the tattoo was. I mean he assumed right. Yeah (laughs) so I have I still don't know how like he made that jump but apparently he made the jump that I had like screenshotted all these like pictures of Harry's thigh and like was trying to decipher it um but you know he was cool with it, apparently. Maybe he has, like, a secret, like, 1D fan account. You never know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound like my brother at all. Like, no. But, yeah, that you was... never know. It was an awkward, awkward time. And I, like, immediately texted Kara. <laughs> yes. was like, guess what just happened? Yes. But, yeah. All right. So, yeah, write us in what you think the tattoo is or any ideas of what you think it is. Yeah. Um, or what you want it to be. Yeah, I just love that he has a thigh tattoo. That just yeah. makes my heart. He does happy. his own thing. <laughs> I know. All right. Um, so we're gonna move on to we're gonna start ending the show. We're gonna go to our One Direction recommendations of the week. Um, I guess I'll start. My recommendation is to go check out Gemma Styles. Um, her different articles that she's written for the Debrief. Dot Co. Dot Uk, which is an online like newspaper thing and Gemma is Harry's older sister and she's written a lot of cool things for the debrief so um you can check that out and I really recommend them yeah I think she has a cool writing style Mm -hmm. um okay so mine is um I saw it like a bunch or like um kind of a while ago but then it resurfaced in this sugarscape article and the article was about um this guy on twitter's 
uh, girlfriend looking like Harry um, with makeup on, like a Photoshop picture of Harry was like um, right next to her and like he was freaking out because he is a big One Direction fan. The guy on Twitter was a big One Direction fan. So he was like, oh, that's why I like my girlfriend so much because she looks like Harry with makeup on. And I honestly, I don't really care about the article, but I just love the picture of him um, of Harry wearing makeup and I think everyone should go feast their eyes upon it um, and I really want Harry to wear red lipstick um, false eyelashes and um, a nice winged eyeliner yeah. at some point in his life he definitely pulls that off well. honestly like he looks so good in red lipstick like I'm I was just taken aback like the first time I saw that picture I was like I thought it was um Haley Atwell who plays Peggy Carter in Captain America and I was like oh like she looks so good and then I just realized it was Harry I was like oh my god like wow and I love both of them, so I mean, it's not a bad comparison. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our call to action this week, or the question of the week that we have for you guys, is what do you want to see on the new album? Like, what type of writing style do you want to see? Do you want to see any collaborations with any other artists? Um, so just, like, let us know what you want to see from the new album and what you're expecting from the new single that might be coming out this summer. And then also, like we said, what Harry Potter houses would you sort each of the boys into if you were the sorting hat? Um, so yeah, get back to that. Get back to us on that. Oh, also, what do you think Harry's thigh tattoo is? Oh, yeah, definitely. We'd like to know your theories. Yeah, definitely. Let's solve this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then again, we just want general feedback for the show, your opinions on anything we've discussed today. Um, feel free to f- send us news stories that you've seen or anything One Direction you'd like us to talk about on future episodes or any suggestions you have that we can make the show better for you. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening to episode number two of Talk Direction. Um, please follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction or email us, us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our website talkdirection.tumblr.com. And you can also follow us individually on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Kara, where can they find you? Um, my Twitter is Kara underscore pond, and Kara is spelled C-A-R-A. Um, and just so you know, we both have dogs, so that's a great reason <laughs> to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, follow us for our dogs. Yeah, I mean, um, pictures of them, not just because we own dogs. <laughs> yeah, and then you can always rate and review us and subscribe on iTunes. Um, just look up Talk Direction and, yeah, rate and review us because we want to hear your feedback. Mm-hmm. So this has been Caitlin. And Kara. And thank you for listening to episode number two. We will see you next week for episode number three.